And our text for this month is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 9. The Bible says, For what thanks can we render to God for you? For all the joy with which we rejoice for your sake before God. This is God, and uh, this is Tim, uh, Paul talking to the church of Thessalonica when Timothy, his son, arrived there with him and enumerating all that the Lord has done, how he desired and proposed to be with them, how he has tried everything and he couldn't. Eventually, his son Timothy was able to be with the church at Thessalonica and he's sending a message unto them that how much can we render to God of our thanks for seeing you doing good, for seeing him protecting you, for seeing him developing you, for seeing him, God, answering our prayers over you. And then they go to chapter 5. In chapter 5, from verse 16, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, he said, Rejoice always. Pray without season. And in everything. Now many things. That's where the problem is really important. Because we don't give him thanks and we are not grateful to him in everything. He said, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for me. Hallelujah. What's the will of God for us? What's the will of God for us? Uh, the, the will of God for you is not to buy a car. He gives you the ability to buy a car so you can move from one place to the other. It's not for you to make, to drive. I see my hand. His will for you is not even to build a house. His will for you is to give him thanks. And when we give him thanks, everything that makes our life to be beautiful, Everything that makes our life to be peaceful, everything that makes our life to be enjoyable, he released unto us. So his will for us is to acknowledge him for what he is doing, every single thing that he is doing, not some things that he did or that he allowed. For every single thing that he does in our lives, he said we should give him thanks. Meaning that. When he's answering our bids, we do what? And when we're going through the challenging time, we do what? In fact, when he's not answering, when he seems as if God is not answering, what he seems still expecting of us? Give him thanks. Give him thanks. There's nothing thanks cannot receive from God. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. And if you consider yourself 
as God. Think of it. Somebody that gives thanks to you, appreciates you, come to you with a heart of gratitude for every single thing that you ever do for the person. Think of it, what the person cannot get for you. And in verse 19, in verse 19, he said, do not quench the spirit. Why did we, why would he say that? When we don't give thanks, when we don't do the will of God, when we suppose when the spirit of the Lord is telling us to do it, what do we do? We silence the spirit because it's the spirit that pushes us. It is the force of the Holy Spirit that prepares us to be able to give thanks. That's why the Lord said this month, the month of November is a month of innumerable gratitude. The gratitude that we begin to count every single thing. We enumerate them. We list them. And for every single one of them, we give thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's an innumerable thanks. I grasp to this moment. And we're going to be able to give him thanks. Somebody listen to this. Somebody listen to this. In grace. In grace. Furious. Go. And making a beggar towards the abundance that he has given unto us. Our ingratitude infuriates God and makes him a beggar towards the abundance that he has given unto us. Let me unfold it a little bit. The Lord gives us 24 hours in a day. Isn't that abundance? Out of the 24 hours a day that he gives to us, how much time are we able to give back to him? Because giving him thanks. In the whole day, 24 hours, some may not even give back to God one hour of thanksgiving. Five minutes of Lord, I just thank you, I appreciate you. Over my family, over my health, over the provisions that I can see. Just get back home today. Uh, just get back to home today and walk around everywhere. Say how much the Lord has given unto you in material things. And then go back to the mirror and look at how beautiful the Lord had created you and had made you. Look at where you were 25 years ago. 30 years ago, if you are up to 30 years old. Look at where you were there. Look at where the Lord has. Look at it in the mirror and see God's beauty. See God's grace. See God's mercy. And see if it's worthy of your grace. After you've done that, find a place by your fireplace and just sit down and think about the journey that you have traveled 
this year. And look at the records of accidents and deaths that the same road you have traveled, the same air you have flew, or if you have ever gone through the sea, how many lives have been wasted on the same? Look at your children and say, Lord, count it. How many times has the Lord permitted the enemy to subdue them in their vulnerability or in their innocence? Probably for the things you have done or the things the enemy actually meant to cause you pain over them. And yes, the Lord preserved them. Innumerable gratitude. If we cannot count, if we cannot think and reason, there's no way we're able to actually see what the Lord has done. Many will be given testimonies of God's faithfulness. And many times they said, it's testimony times. And some of us will just be sitting there and saying, the Lord has not done anything. Look back to January 1, 2022. And look at January and November 6, the same year, 2022. If you're able to look into the statistics, not of the world, but of the United States of America, and they will bring it down to Colorado and see how many are dead in the hospital or on the road. The same air that you breathe that makes someone to be sick to the point of death, you breathe, and yet you are here today. The same water that the Aurora and Denver city pumped out and you drank that makes up to have a running stomach to the point of death. You drank and yet you are here today. Think about it. What the Lord has done. And you are wondering, we are not even in December yet. Why are we, in October, we entered into a season of rejoicing. And for us to be able to enjoy the season of rejoicing and the season, our season of rejoicing to be meaningful to us, we've got to be able to think about what the Lord has done that makes us to be joyful and to rejoice in his presence. And part of it is his love and his mercy. Is his divine provisions upon us. Is his health that he has given unto us. And, and that's the reason why until you are able to count your blessings and name them one by one, you cannot know or understand how much the Lord has blessed you. Only those who can count their blessings and name them one by one can enumerate their gratitude. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we sing the song, uh, the, the song, the one who actually composed the song, for whom we receive inspiration of the song, we, we, we don't know where it was, but we can really tell 
He said, what the Lord has done for me, I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. He said, He was counting it. What the Lord has done. I guess He was sitting alone with God. And He was thinking, counting all that the Lord has done. He had to summarize it. All the, the benefits that the Lord has done for him. Or he can only summarize it by, by saying, He saved me and washed me in His blood. Because that's the key to enjoy the benefits from Him. That's the key. So again, he said, You cannot tell it all. Now, sometimes when we get to that point, how do say, well, you should, if you're not able to tell it all, you should be able to even count some of those benefits of your salvation. Some of those benefits of the cleansing that you received. Because without the remissions of our sins, guess what? We're exposed. There's a crack for many things from the devil to be able to penetrate into that life. And another one say, he has done so much for me. That's another one, right? This one say, he has done so much for me. He has taken away my sorrow. Oh, glory, hallelujah. He's coming. He has done so much. He continues to do so much that we cannot comprehend. At the grace of God this month, whether we like it or not, individually and as family, we will come to the realization that this God is good. I said, we will come to the realization that this God is a covenant-keeping God. And when he says it, he will do it. Do you, get, do you get that? Yes. When he says it, he will do it. Now, you, I, we can actually stop him from doing it. Yet, yeah, he will want to do it. He never fails. That's why most of the time, you members of this assembly already know. When we are talking about the three enemies of our lives, other two are easy to fight. But the greatest one that will hinder God from actually doing what a promise concerning us is the man in the mirror. Praise the Lord. My prayer is that you will not be our own enemies. I said you will not be your own enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We just don't give thanks in the times when things are good. We don't give thanks when God is answering our prayers only. We give thanks in the difficult times, in our challenging times, in our trouble times. Remember that songwriter, uh, songwriter to what he said? 
I'm gonna praise the Lord. The devil kind of stopped me. I'm gonna praise the Lord. In a situation, in my trouble time, in my I'm gonna praise the Lord for his faithfulness. I'm gonna praise the Lord. That's the one that really understands gratitude. He understands that when God is not answering our needs, He answers. Why? Because there's no prayer, God no answer. There's no praise he doesn't receive. The only praise he doesn't receive is the one that is not directed to him. And when it is directed to him, he gives answers. When he spends a, 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 a sweet smelling aroma based on our praises that is being lifted up unto him, guess what? He sent forth down his blessings. And many times when he sent down his blessings, and the enemy finds a reason to accuse us before the presence of God. He can send the principalities and the power, the prince of Persia, to withhold that blessing from coming down. That your blessing will not be hindered this month. Amen. I say the remainder of this year, your blessings shall not be hindered. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, call to all the church at Thessalonica. He said, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He gave us. He wants us to give it back. He gave us his only begotten soul. He wants us to give it back ourselves as a living sacrifice at his altar. He wants us to bless the things that he has provided unto us. And just let him know that is the blessing that blesses us that we need to bless him by. Gratitude is a constant act of giving for the unmerited favor, unmerited grace that we receive. Is the constant act of giving back to God. Because of the unmerited favor that we receive. Gratitude is simply just giving back. Let me ask a question. It's a very good question I love to ask myself and I ask everyone that loves to answer. What is it today that you have that is not given? Your time. Your time. The gift that the Lord has blessed you with. Or the treasure. What is it that we have, we possess, that we're not given? Nothing. And so if it is nothing, then why do we behave to God the way we why do we treat God as if he's a beggar? Why do we why, why, why do we take ourselves as if God just have to come to appeal to us? 
before we are able to understand that he is the one that has the cultures from the tops and hills, the intellects who give it. I don't see who responds. Is he your teacher or your professor? There are many that you saw you were in the same class together, and yet you passed through the same class, did the same subject, subject together, and you got an A, another person got a D. Who gave you that intellect? That understanding, that wisdom. There's nothing that we have that is not given, that are not given. Every single thing that the Lord has blessed us with, He wants us to give back to Him. Constant giving back of that which He has blessed us with. And gratitude again is the expression of appreciation for the good things that we received through the benefits of knowing him. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 17, very quickly, let's quickly look at Luke chapter 17 from verse 11, from verse 11 through 19. You know the story very well, and the story pertains to us in this assembly or individual of us or our families, let us look at it and say, Lord, we need your help. Help us. He said, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem. And Jesus passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered a certain village. They had met him ten men who were, ten men who were, meaning that they're not cleansed. Who stood afar off? Ten of them. How many of them stood afar off? How many? Ten. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, on this our leper, on this our leprosy. So, he, so when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priest. Meaning that, go to the church. Go to the house of worship. You will need the high priest. And I mean, for Jesus to tell them to go to the priest, he knows they are unclean. And the priest is actually in the temple. And because they are unclean, they cannot enter there. So when he commanded them to go there, isn't a miracle already happened? So when he saw them, Okay, come on, come on, yeah, let's complete it. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, as they went, what happened? They were cursed. If one of them had decided and said, Where is that fellow? Have a business to attend to, you will not be cursed, right? But they all obeyed and they were okay. They went, and as they were going, they were all cleansed, the Bible says. And one of them, after they all, 10 of them were cleansed. And one of them, how many of them? How many were cleansed? How 
talking about them now is Jesus talking about. One. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed of his leprosy, returned. After meeting with the priest, returned and with a loud voice, glorified God. And fell down on his face and his feet, giving him thanks. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not a familiar guy. It's, too, it's not, you know, it's not one of those who are so familiar with God. That God is their party man. God is in their playboy. When God tells them to do something, it's God, the compassionate Father. Don't worry about it. It's not your, it is not one. And the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. He was an outcast. He was part of those that we believe to be a Gentile. It's not a Jew. It's not in the language of Jesus Christ. In fact, it doesn't have the covenant that we have. And so the, nine, the other nine, what did they do? We got it. Thank you. See you later. But one came back. And the one that came back, when he came back, he fell down on his face. Giving thanks. And in verse 17, he says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not nine cleansed? I mean, were there not ten cleansed? Or where are the nine? Where are the nine? They took over time. Where are the nine? They are flipping the channels. Where are the nine? They are actually doing their own business. They don't care. Where are the nine? They are somewhere else minding their business because they felt this is our brother. They were never mentioned to ever express a heart of gratitude. Now, if you were Jesus, let's answer this question, even if you don't answer it loud. If you were Jesus, what will you have done to the man? Say loud. Return the reference back to me. Thank God we are not Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what man will do. When I bless you and you know, come back to give me text, next time you will get another one. In fact, I, I can even tell you that that giving that I gave you is borrowed. So return me back. That's man for you. But I guess Jesus himself was surprised. I'm just sure. Why won't man give thanks when God blessed them or give them an unmerited favor? Did they actually merit what was done to them? Was this their right? 
presses. Were them not found? Who returned to give glory to God except this warrior? And verse 19 says, And they said, Arise to the one. Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Meaningless. Affliction, this affliction shall not come back. Those who are because they did not give thanks are not taking it back, but they probably have exposed themselves. Praying that it will not come back to them. That will not be our lot in Jesus' name. I said that will not be your lot in the mighty name of Jesus. So, what, why are many not thankful? Let's quickly remember why are many of us not thankful when God brings something great to us? And actually, when God favored us, and out of many simple us and just make way where there seems to be no way for us. Why, why are many believers, children of God, so-called children of God, don't actually give thanks? The very number one thing that I found out is that many of us lack understanding. Many children of God lack understanding to do so. Many lack understanding. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, from verse 27, Moses got to a state that he now began to talk to the children of Israel. About what God has done and their reaction to what God has done for them. And then God began to respond to what Moses was saying. And God said to Moses, He said, Had I not fear? You see, when God really fear concerning his own children, God now said to Moses, Had I not feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversary should misunderstand. Lest they should say, our hand is high, and it is not the Lord who has gone for this. Let's go. If I'm not doing it for them, or if I just take it back, I just take them back into slavery, which all that they're doing after delivering them, guess what? God said, have I not feared the wrath of the enemy? Let the adversary should misunderstand that I did it for them. And verse 28 says, verse 28, therefore they were a nation void of what? They are a nation void of what? Nor is there any understanding in them. These are the children who will see this in the Lord among believers. We lack understanding, we lack the counsel from the word of God. Verse 27. He said, I'm not verse 29. He was verse 29. But there's only two verses. Okay, let's just stop there. Thank you. Thank you. So God is looking at us when we misbehave or when we fail to do what we're supposed to do. You prayed, or sometimes you don't even pray. Or somebody prayed for you, 
or somebody did not even pray for you, but God actually had mercy on you, whatever way the Lord has called you. We found out that if not a supernatural hand, I wouldn't have got this. And yes, went about bragging and said, You are so smart. We went about doing things and saying, God is not even in that's ingratitude. I pray with understanding come upon each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. With understanding of the word of God and the things of God come upon us all in the mighty name of Jesus. The next thing I found that is that many are hearted. Even though we have received Christ as our Lord and Savior, many believers or many who profess to be Christian and believe none in this assembly is in that category. We are darkened-hearted. Our hearts are dark, but we cannot actually picture the reasons to give thanks. And it's very bad. That's why the song could be in the, in, the, in the church and forget what God did in Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 2. In Romans chapter 1, verse 21, before then, you go back read the Romans, we did the Bible study on the book of Romans in the past. The, the Bible says, because the earth made it together. It said, because although only pastor and she's about to read it. Okay, okay. Let's let's read it together. Don't let any distraction consult read. Let's read it. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. No, we are thankful, no, we are gratitude, no, we are grateful. They were not grateful. But because they did be, they became what? Put her in their thoughts and their foolish hearts. Is it talking about unbelievers? Is it talking about unbelievers? We don't want to read the uh, verses that precede because after God has said it and said it, and He says that even though they knew God, yet they cannot glorify Him as God. Nor were they thankful for what He's doing in their lives because they're Hearts and their thoughts has become fruitful, and their foolish hearts have been darkened. Bible says, "Don't give them up. Go, go, go! Will not give us up in the mighty name." Yeah. I said, "The Lord will not give us up in the name of Jesus." Yeah. And Ephesians chapter four verse eighteen says, "In Ephesians chapter four verse eighteen, He said, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God.'" Because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, he's still talking about believers. Should that happen when we are saying that when we have come to the light and taken away from darkness, and yet because we do not recognize it and give him the honor that is due him, we are considered. Foolish. 
Now we hope you have words in the name of Jesus. And finally, there are many times we see this night that fails to come back the sense of entitlement. Many have possessed the sense of entitlement. And so to give thanks to God for every little thing that He does in their life is just difficult. They don't just say the reason why. I'm driving on the road. And I go home safely. I just can't thank God because I think I know how to drive. At least I received and wrote the test and I passed. And that guy from the DMP tested me and I passed. And they gave me a driver's license. So it's because I know how to drive. That's the reason why I got home safely. Thank you, Jesus. It's not there. I pray the Lord have mercy on us all in Jesus' name. Amen. So why must we keep constant? Why must we constantly keep God our gratitude? Why must we constantly give Him our gratitude? Number one, there's nothing you get without being given. There's nothing that you get without being given. There's nothing we get without being given. And it's the giver of the life that you live. Do you know that that life that we are living right now is borrowed? Everybody look at me. That life, you think it's yours? Oh. It's borrowed. The air that we are breathing is borrowed. If the Lord will just shut the air for two, three minutes, there'll be someone's dead on the earth. And that's the reason why, what happened? Did you hear the case in South Korea just this year? I've never heard, I don't know, I never even complained that South Korea that was made in the, in the days of, uh, well, it's still, I'm still there, a young show, that the revival broke out from South Korea, that the president cannot even do nothing without the consent of the pastor there. That's how the revival was in South Korea. But this year, even before they celebrated Halloween here in America, it was how that we are dead in the crowd because they are celebrating Halloween. And they could not figure out what happened to them. They couldn't even figure it out that what really happened to them that killed them. They died in the hundreds. It's for us. The life that we live is for us. Those things that when you count as it is your achievement, yes, it's good because the Lord gives you the power to make them. So nothing that we have that is not for That's the reason why we've got to be able to know how to give praise, thanks, and adoration, and thanks to you, and gratitude. Unto the giver of all things that we ever possess and we will ever possess. Messes. We just read in First Thessalonians chapter 5, right? Verse 18. He deserves our gratitude. It is his will for us to do it. And he's only pleased with the children that does his will. When we do his will, he's pleased with us. So his will is that. We give him our thanks. So God deserves it. 
And lastly, gratitude. We must constantly give God our gratitude because gratitude opens the door to great things that leads us into greatness in life. I don't know if somebody gets that. Gratitude opened us to great things that leads us into greatness in life. Finally, how do we give God How? I don't have to tell us that. We all know, right? We all know, right? How to give it. And the very first way God wants to receive our gratitude is through our words about telling how good, how faithful, how glorious, how wonderful, how powerful he is. In grace, in our worship, and in our testimonies of the faithfulness of God. Tell him, he wants to hear it. Many times he's heard, the Lord's head is swollen if he has one that we can see. He's swollen when we praise him. That's why he, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. When prayer first, and you turn into telling God what he has done and what he's yet to do, and just praise him for believing and trusting him that he is doing it already, then you see him do it. So, how? Through the words of my heart, the meditations of our hearts, our praises, our testimonies, and then in the next way to actually express our gratitude unto him is through our attitude towards him as the giver. Our attitude towards him as the giver. The Bible says, the Lord resists the proud. And he sees us as being proud when we feel that what he has blessed us with is through our own power, is through our own wisdom. The way we treat him. And finally, and finally, how do we give, uh, give him our gratitude? Through our giving. Through our what? Our giving. Both the giving of our time, the giving of our gifts, and the giving of our treasure. All these we cannot ask in the first place. All that belongs to us is the body that we carry, not even as well, because it's going back to And when we return back to Him, Every single time that every single thing or not that we pride ourselves, oh, who gets it? Who gets it? Who gets it? Why don't you just call If there are things and ways you think you have known, known him, understood him and actually get back to him more than he has given unto you. And if you think about it, I would say, Lord, I come before you to for this hour. Purify my hearts. Consecrate my life. 
I gave everything back to you that you have given back unto me. You gave me good measures, pressing down, shaking together. You make my joy to be full. You make my faith to be full. You make my, 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 my spirit to be full in you. Father, I ask you, God, is there anything that I want to limit my gratitude before you? In the remainder of this season, Lord, take them away from me. Renew a, a, a conquered spirit within me, Lord. Father, we thank you this morning. We bless your holy name because we know moving now from this place and the rest of this month and the rest of this year, you will teach us to be able to acknowledge you, to praise you, and to worship you in all our feelings. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give you praise and give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.